Assalamu alaikum everyone. I hope you guys are doing amazing. So I hope you guys are enjoying this little Presence of Paradise series because we're back with another episode, episode three, and this one is on sincerity. I hope you guys like this just as much as I enjoy filming them because it is super fun and I think it's such a good break. I haven't seen this concept going around too often so I thought that this would be, you know, just a nice little story time before bed for you guys. Something to think about. So, here we go. Imam al-Ghazali has mentioned an incident of a great abid, a worshipper, of the Bani Israel, who remained occupied in ibadah, which is the worship of Allah, most of the time. It is not sufficient for a Muslim to confine himself to a physical worship only. Just the performance of salah or the recitation of Quran, zikr of Allah, is not sufficient. It is the duty of a Muslim to also invite to Islam, call others with advice, and so much more, and the invitation of good and the prohibition of evil. However, of course, you know, dawah and all this should be done in an appropriate manner. Nonetheless, certain things were permissible for the Bani Israel, hence this man engaged himself in ibadah. A group of people informed that Abid, that a tribe nearby, was worshipping a tree. He was naturally very disturbed and upset, and decided to cut down the tree. With an axe in hand, he set out to fulfill the task. On the way, Shaitan, in the form of an elderly man, met him and inquired, Where are you going? He replied, I'm going to cut down a tree, which is being worshipped by a group of people. It's my duty to destroy it. Shaitan persuaded him thus, Why concern yourself with such matters? Let them worship what they wish. It would be better for you to continue your ibadah. Why give up your ibadah for something that Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not assigned you to do? The Abid said to Shaitan, Cutting the tree down is also an ibadah. Shaitan then tried to prevent him from cutting down the tree. As a result, there followed a struggle between the two, in which the Abid, the help, with the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, overpowered Shaitan. Helpless and defenseless, Shaitan apologized for having angered the Abid and meekly requested to be excused. When the worshipper released him, Shaitan again said, Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala has not made the cutting of this tree obligatory upon you. There's no sin upon you if these people are left worshipping the tree. You should remain involved in your own worship. Allah has many messengers at this disposal. If Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala willed, he could have easily sent a nabi to these people in order, to, in order for them to cut down the tree. The abid again started heading towards the tree, determining and bent on having it cut. Yet again, another bout ensued. With the help of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, the abid was able to defeat shaitan. Shaitan then called for his attention and said, I propose a settlement that will be to your advantage. The abid agreed to have him a hearing. Shaitan said to him, You're a poor man and a burden upon your brothers and neighbors who care for you. Would you not like to repay some of their kindness to you? Would you not like to become rich and independent? The abid replied, Yes, it is my heart's desire that I do so. Shaitan continued, If you desist from following through with this intention, I will pay you two gold coins every day, which you'll find beneath your pillow. With this, you'll be able to attend to your needs and that of your family or give charity to your needy brothers. That'll be far more beneficial to you and the believers than cutting down that tree, which will neither harm the tree's worshippers nor benefit the worshippers of one Allah in any way. In those days, two gold coins was a considerable amount of money, so, you know, you could recognize the cunning nature of the shaitan. The abid contemplated for a while. The old man's right. I'm not an abbi, appointed by Allah to chop down this tree. I will not be sinning if I leave the tree as it is. What harm will come to the Muslims if the tree is left alone? In fact, if I accept the money of cutting down the tree, it will be greater benefit to the people. Since the proposal appealed to him, he conceded to it. For the next two successive days, he received the two gold coins, as was promised. But the third day, he found none. Enraged at the betrayal and treachery, the abid again picked up the axe and proceeded towards the tree with the intention to cut it. 
Shaitan, in the form of an old man, met him on the way. He asked the Abid as to where he was off to, and the Abid shouted to cut the tree. Shaitan said to him, I will not allow you to do so. A struggle between the two followed, and this time, Shaitan, gaining the upper hand, overpowered the Abid, sat on his chest, and threatened to kill him if he does not change his idea to cut down the tree. The Abid helplessly pleaded for respite, and surprised at his defeat, asked Shaitan, Who are you? He replied, I'm Iblis. The Abid then questioned him, how is it that I was able to defeat you twice, and now you've been able to overpower me? He replied, at first, your anger was purely to earn the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala. Your intention was to cut the tree for success in the hereafter. Hence, Allah assisted you in overpowering me. This time, however, your anger was for your own benefit, and your intention was contaminated with worldly motives. Since it was not solely for the pleasure of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala, Allah allowed me to overpower you. Dang. The Abid sold his amal, his good deed, for two gold coins, and he sold his ikhlas, his sincerity, for two gold coins. Why? Because he was an ignorant worshipper. As a result, he fell easy prey to the schemes of nafs and shaitan. He would have not scumbled to the ploy of shaitan if he was a learned worshipper as well as a lover of Allah. It is therefore required of every Muslim to have the amount of knowledge and understanding the Quran and the Sunnah which arms him against the tricks and conspiracies of nafs and shaitan because their evil hatched plans take different forms and are extremely subtle. Hence the need of jurists and righteous ulama. They are the shepherds of the ummah protecting us from various evil elements and enemies, many of whom to attack and harm while in disguise. So this story was definitely shorter. But the reason why I felt like this was such a beautiful one, in my opinion, is because when you look at the way the situation changed, you guys ever have something that you're thinking of doing for the sake of Allah subhanahu wa ta'ala and something and you're just like, but like, you don't have to do it. You know, like you don't have to. Like Allah never said you had to. But like you want to. And like that desire that first comes into that, oh, I'm going to do this for the sake of Allah. Then over time, it's just, it's like, oh, I don't have to do it. And when you get bribed with something good enough, you decide not to. And I think what's even more interesting about the story is how the first times this man overpowered shaitan. By whose help? Allah's help. And this reminds us that when Allah says to fear him, he'll pave a way out for him, right? He'll pave a way out for those that fear him, which we see. When he did it just solely for the sake of Allah with ikhlas, we see where he was. We see how he was able, able to easily, you know, overpower shaitan. However, the next time around when he went with the anger of, oh, I didn't get my money, I didn't get my coins, you see how easily shaitan overpowered him. Which is why it's so important to make every single one of our intentions and our good deeds for the sake of Allah, to make sure that our emotions and the anger and what we're feeling is for a good reason, not for a worldly reason. I feel like this story can also be applied to a lot of different aspects of our life. Sometimes we start to get a little bit stingy when it comes to helping people and think, well, I don't have to help them. I don't have to give them anything. But when your motive and your reward is truly from Allah, Allah will help you overpower and reach success in every way, shape or form, whether you intend on it or not. Because when you do it for Allah, Allah will always help you. With that being said, I hope you guys liked this super short story. This one was shorter than the other two episodes, which were quite longer. But it was a cute story, and I think that it was a very important one to share. So inshallah, I hope this benefited you in some way, shape, or form. Take care of yourself. Have a great rest of your day. Assalamualaikum.